Get your stats up, and even know the truth hurts. Get your facts up, yeah, we still playing hurt. Get your stats up, bluff city, hoop city. Get your facts up, huh? Keep it real with you, dog. No, no matter, matter what. what. Even if I'm injured, I'ma still lace them up. Preach. Sitting on the bench, it ain't no such thing as love. Preach. The playing hurt podcast, the only thing I trust. Preach. Cause it's only real when they do speak. Preach. Like Courtney Lee from three, it's, it's good, good on release. Preach. It's grit and grind during playoff time. Preach. Playing hurt, hold it down for Memphis, Tennessee. Keep preach. Get your stats up, and even though the truth hurt, get your facts up. Yeah, we still playing hurt. Get your stats up. The sports talk heavyweight. Let's start the show. Bring the bell. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Playing Hurt. I am one co-host, CJ Hurt, joined alongside, as always, my main man, Drew Barrett. What's up, Drew? You know, I was going to say I'm on my grind, but I, I, I am, but... I'm a little under the weather right now, so if you hear me coughing or sneezing, I'm sorry for that. I'm always sick leading up to my birthday, like 10 years in a row now. When's your birthday? On Monday. So when y'all will be listening to this, it'll be my birthday. So uh, don't be afraid to send me a send me a birthday shout-out on Twitter. What can they send you a shout-out at? Oh, on at dbarrett36. And if they wanted to send you one. Oh, and the kick goes out. So check this out, people. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry to just interrupt the podcast. We are we are recording this on Saturday, and like we usually do, and college football season is upon us, and we have the game on the Jacksonville State Auburn football game. So by the time this is up, we will you guys who are listening will know who won this game. Um, we don't have it right now, so we're watching it live as it's happening. Auburn just kicked the ball out of bounds, and uh, my man Gus Malzahn. Just looked at his kicker and said, "Are you kidding me? Are you serious?" <laughs> oh my goodness, this is this is interesting, and uh, hopefully, well, hopefully, nothing. You guys will know, and maybe we'll know. Also, we don't know if it's going overtime or not, but that's neither here nor there. That has nothing to do with our topic today. But it is it is nice to see college football back. Uh, Drew, where can they listen to you? Uh, you can listen to me every Tuesday and Thursday morning from 8.35 to 9 o'clock on WMRU92, the Jazz Lover, on the sports desk for the best college perspective in sports. That's me, JT Mon, and Jacob Willotion every Tuesday and Thursday. Nice. You guys can follow me at Conradicalness on the Instagram and on the Twitter. You guys can also listen to Drew. And myself do the production work for Cerrito Live for Kevin Cerrito every Saturday, 11 to 1. And also listen to the podcast, to that podcast, Cerrito Live podcast, if you miss any portion of Cerrito Live. We always have great guests on there. Kevin does a great job hosting it and moving the show along. So it's it should be in your podcast repertoire, if you will. Um, So that does it for the plugs and everything. You guys know what our topic is this episode? You should because the title is up. We are going to give Mr. Da- Mr. David Rudd, Dr. Rather Rudd. President Dr. President Rudd. Mr. Dr. Rudd. <laughs> We're going to give Dr. Rudd some people worth uh, honoring since he's looking so hard to honor people. The, the whole uh, issue with the John Calipari situation kind of upset, kind of nothing, then kind of. Oh, it upset it everybody. upset 
several, if not all, of the University of Memphis basketball fans. And so if, if Dr. Rudd wants to honor somebody, he's looking for people to honor, he can listen to this podcast, and we have a great list of three uh, people who he could honor. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into that, Drew, what, why, why are Memphis fans still so upset with Coach Calipari? Because I know, I know a lot of non-Memphis fans are thinking right now, it's been seven years, it's time to get over it. Well, it's not. The wounds are still fresh. It's still right there in our minds, that 2008 season, the national championship game, the, the whole 38 wins getting taken away from us because of the Derrick Rose situation and because of Calipari situation. But it's not just all that, that, that why Memphis fans hate Calipari. It's, it's how he left. And don't get me wrong, if that's his dream job and he wants to take it in Kentucky, go ahead. But it's the way that he left leaving this program bone dry with no recruits, basically. He took away. Xavier Henry transferred to Kansas. He took DeMarcus Cousins and John Wall. Plus, who was the third guy that he took? Didn't play very much at Kentucky, but he was drafted in the first round. Name escapes me right now. I, I can't remember I his name, but he him. took him to – and. If the program was in a lot better shape than it is now, if we were still having those 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2007, 2008, 2008, 2009 seasons, if we were still having that type of a streak this year, uh, this year I don't think there'd be a, there'd still be a problem. Don't get me wrong, there'd still be a huge problem with honoring Calipari this close and why it's and why he's still coaching at Kentucky, but it'd be less painful. The fact that the program is in this turmoil that it is right now just like feels like, well, we finally finished sewing up the scars. We finally were ready to move on, and then Dr. Rudd basically came in and cut the, cut all of our stitches off, and the wounds <laughs> reopened and let got that, us all fired back up again. Let that tiger blood drip out a little bit. Uh, this, this is the first sentence, so Dr. Rudd issued an apology on Twitter, and this is the first sentence of the apology. Quote, I apologize for the unnecessary upset, embarrassment, and genuine distress generated by the issue of honoring Coach John Calipari on the occasion of his installation into College Basketball Hall of Fame. Like that right there says people have been calling his phone and emailing him and probably mailing him and using all forms of contact methods to let him know how displeased they were with the decision to honor Calipari. And Memphis did the right thing by, you know, saying, you know, we're just not going to honor him. As soon as it happened, you you look on Twitter, like the first couple of comments, I mean, in seconds, was half, like about a good 15 people are like, this must be a joke. Dr. Wright, I think your uh, Twitter account's been hacked. <laughs> like, count hacked. Like, oh, goodness, President Rudd's account got hacked. Ha, ha, ha. And then we realized that he it didn't get serious. hacked. It wasn't this hacked was not, he wasn't, this is no, like, April Fool's joke that's not in April. Yeah. This was seriousness. And that's when fans, like, really got upset. You know, we were talking about it this morning on Cerrito Live. And while you and Marcus were discussing the topic, I couldn't get off the phone because I had so many people calling me, calling the studio wanting to put their two cents in and yell at me and use some uh why, why were they words. why were they using explicit language Ex- with you because like, a you lot didn't, of people you are, didn't you didn't want Cal I in. didn't I didn't I either, didn't but, I don't want Cal not here but you we didn't want Cal to be honored no this soon he's going to be honored one day isn't he well listen do you think he'll be honored one day 
And should he be honored one day? I do think he will be honored, whether that, in my opinion, should he be? So, yes and no. No for the way he left the program and the turmoil that it's been in, and no. But for the great things that he did do for the program, getting us in the national spotlight again, taking us to our first national well, Kind of taking us to a final four, even though it never it, it happened. technically happened. It happened. I, I, don't, I, would, I, I don't know. Like I, I know it, it happened. happened. I was there. I was in San Antonio. I do. I might have had to use binoculars there, but I tell you what, I was damn proud to be there with my father in San Antonio. Like, probably one of the best memories of my of my life. So I, I was there. I was there during the UCLA game. I was there during the Kansas game. It, it's just as real to me whether it's in a record book or not. But. I think he will be honored eventually. Now, I think it will be somewhere around the time where I think it's got to be after he retires and after he's done coaching basketball to where we're not still competing with him for recruits and for wins and national championships if, pray to God, our program gets back there. So, and I'd like to put a year on it, maybe like 2030. I think by that time, that's close to 30 years you know, no. A lot of people there. There's gonna be that older generation, the grandparents and the parents, probably around. What? What do I be? I'll be. I'll be like 50 around then. So there'll there'll be us that are probably still be upset about it, but the younger generation won't remember it. They won't know why we're so upset, and they'll just look back at the record books and be like, "Yeah, this guy was great for the program." You know, well, let, let's give him his due. But it's until it's had that much time and. Most of Memphis basketball fans don't even remember John Calipari coaching at Memphis. I don't think it's going to happen, and it's going to be probably about another till about 2030. Time heals all wounds, and oh gosh, I say they had him stopped. Anyways, time heals all wounds, and not enough time has passed in the John Calipari Memphis saga. And like you, I think one day he will be, one day he will be honored. Doing it in the foreseeable future is entirely too soon for all the reasons you mentioned, especially the the fact that that's who you have to go through to win a, a national t- the a fact championship. That we still are competing One, with him. You're not. You're not competing. But we're competing Let's, for recruits with him. We, we, we've been competing. We've I, lost. I doubt, we, well, we haven't. I mean, I it, doubt that it's, it's a competing if you've, you're trying to get to where he has his program right now. That is what Memphis is trying to do, not competing with Kentucky. To be considered competing, especially for, like, recruiting, do we have to at least steal, like, one away from yes. Kentucky? We haven't done that. Okay. Yet Kentucky is winning national championships. They're winning. And competing recruit. and winning the recruiting battle against everybody in the nation. And everybody in the nation is trying to catch Kentucky, including Memphis. Memphis wants to be viewed as a premier program. Kentucky right now is a premier program in college basketball. Memphis wants to get there. You can't honor the man who is what you want to be. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? You just can't. Yeah. But when he's gone and the dust has settled and cleared. He's in a wheelchair. Well, he won't be in a wheelchair. Well, he might. No, he won't be. He'll be. He'll walk up there we proud. Hope he is. Why would we hope that? Just, Why would we hope that? That's such a bad thing. Take him to a hill and throw him down. That's just such a bad thing to hope for. Bye, ninety-year-old Calipari. <laughs> but no, when when everything is cleared and all said and done, he he will be honored. That thirty-eight win season, uh, most ever by a college basketball team. Mm. Kentucky just tied it this year, going thirty-eight and one as well. 
But, you know, few teams have the season that Memphis had. And so he deserves to be honored, and he had a great run while he was at Memphis. But honoring him right now is too soon. However, it's not too soon to honor some of the other people in Michigan sport. Not Michigan. Memphis. Twice today. It is twice. Memphis you, sports history. I, I know you, you're a Michigan fan, but come on. Well, you know, I got Michigan on the brain 24-7. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. Uh, but, no, it's not too soon to honor some of the other people who've contributed to Memphis sports history at the university. And so we have a list of three who we think should be, and we'll start with our first one. Drew, who we got first? My first one is somebody that I don't think gets nearly enough credit or nearly enough due from a lot of Tiger fans, a lot of uh, maybe not the diehards like myself, but a lot of the casual fans, a lot of the people here in Memphis that somewhat follow the program like yourself that don't maybe not weren't as invested into it at the time, but I really think that Tommy West deserves to be honored and deserves credit for what he's done for this program, for the University of Memphis football program. I mean, like you were ta- telling me before, yeah, he went to five mediocre bowls and only won two. Mm-hmm. But you got to think. The Tigers hadn't been to a bowl game since, what, 1971? 1971, the... Pasadena Bowl against where they played San, San Jose, Jose State. That they did. So, no matter if you hate the way he his his uh, last couple years were, you know, his last year finishing uh, two and ten. Uh, year before that, he was six and seven. Year before that, seven and six. And then you get into the D'Angelo era, seven and five, winning the Motor City Bowl. And eight and four, losing at the GMAC Bowl against Bowling Green State, who the University of Memphis will be playing next week. Um, and then the year before that, going nine and four, uh, and winning the New Orleans Bowl again. So, what you were saying is that, that, that they're just mediocre bowls, but a bowl is a bowl. And for the University of Memphis program, the football historically has not been very good. I think overall, we have our win to, win to loss record is 455 to 508. That's not a very good historical program. That's a bad it's program. A bad, that, historically, that's a bad program. So for Tommy West to come in here and more than quadruple the amount of bowls that we've been to in football history is amazing. And I, 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 don't, I don't care how he finished. The man deserves his due. He deserves to be credited. I love Tommy West. I thought he was one of the – I thought he probably is – now we'll have to see how Fuente does, but he, right now he is the best coach of Tiger football of all time. I think so. I really do. And one thing that some people don't really like is is that his, his the way he left the program, his his speech after as he's getting fired. But I love that speech. I think it's perfect, and it's been true since the day he said it. He said. Until you give this team a fighting chance, this program a fighting chance, and you put money into this program, you build us the facilities that we need to compete in our conference and with other teams around this area, you'll never have a winning program. And what has Memphis done the last two years? They've taken money out of the basketball budget. They put it into the football program. They went out. They got a great coach in Justin Fuente, and we're winning. We are this these last this season I hope is just going to be even better than last year. Last year was the best Tiger football season in history, and Tommy West got that ball rolling. Without Tommy West, there wouldn't be no Justin Fuente. 
there would be no 10, 10 and three year. There would be no Miami Beach Bowl title. There would not be an American Athletic Conference championship. If it wasn't for Tommy West getting this program where it was, even with the Larry Porter slip up after, if it wasn't for Tommy West, it wasn't for D'Angelo Williams getting this program back, we wouldn't be here having uh, be here a year later after a ten and three miracle year. So Tommy West definitely deserves his credit and his due. I I agree with most of what you said. Um, only only coach in Memphis history to go to multiple bowls and have multiple bowl wins on his resume. And while it didn't end as well as it should have. Uh, he still did a lot for the University of Memphis football program, and they should have should have done more, should have done more, especially during those D'Angelo years. Should have, but the fact is, Memphis just traditionally was not a very or is not a very good football program, and for him to come in and have a team that should have been right there in the hunt for a Conference USA championship and were, was in the hunt a couple of those years, albeit long shots to win it. For him to have that happen, he deserves to be honored. And got you, you're looking to honor somebody. You're looking to honor a coach specifically who's contributed a lot to the University of Memphis. Go ahead and look at Tommy West. No matter how it ended, get, you can know, mm-hmm. ignore how it ended if you can. Just appreciate the good times. Because you, you were talking about honoring Calipari, and that did not end well. So you've got to, you know, do the same with uh, West. Just, you know, bring bring West in mm-hmm. as this man just takes a 15-yard sack. <laughs> Good grief. Well, so CJ can finish watching the game. We're going to go ahead. If you don't remember, we're going to go ahead and play that Tommy West uh, final interview about four minutes uh, from the commercial appeal. Uh, also, is on uh, WREG, so... Uh, go ahead and listen to that. We'll be right back. It's not fun, and it's uh, certainly not a not easy when you get fired. I mean, that's a that's that's a bad day. Okay, that's that's not a good day at the office. And uh, I do want to thank. Uh, I got a lot of. I've been here nine years, and I got a lot of good memories, and a lot of people, uh, players, coaches, fans, uh, in a nine-year period of time that. Uh, I've been really lucky and fortunate to be around to, uh, to have a chance to, to be a part of them. Uh, and I wouldn't take anything for that. Um, I, I, I do want to say that, uh, you know, to, to our people, we got, we got some really good fans. And, uh, but they got to stand up right now, okay? They, 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 and, and sometimes when you're the head coach, you, you can't say things because if you do, you, it's kind of sour grapes. You know, you know I mean, you, you can't say exactly the way it is. And, uh, but, you know, I mean, what I would say to them is, is now is the time to stand up for your university and your football program. I'm a seventh straight coach that stands here saying the same things to you. Okay, this is the seventh straight time this has happened. And history will continue to repeat itself, folks, if if they don't do something about it. You got whoever whoever they hire, they'll hire a good guy, okay, and I'll pull for him, okay. But they, you, you, our fans have got to demand. You you got to do one of two things. You have to demand that you give him an equal stick to fight with within our conference. You got to give him a level playing field to 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 fight. Give him that. Stobart stood here the same way. 
Okay, Stobart became a bad coach, wasn't recruiting, he was a bad coach. But he was good enough to beat Southern Cal and, and, and Rip, became a bad coach and wouldn't recruit. But he could beat Peyton Manning in Tennessee, and we could beat Eli in his senior year, and, it, and Ole Miss again the next year down there. And, and, went. and, and at some point in time, you got to say, we got to help this football program. we got to do the things necessary to make this what we want, or do away with it. And I couldn't say that as a coach, but you got to do one other because it's too painful. It's painful for coaches, for players, and for people, for fans. It's painful. Put something in it or do away with it, one or the other. That's what they should do. And I don't say that in a negative way. I've been here nine years. I got nine years of my life invested here. Hard years, hard years, fighting years. Every day, a fist fight to try to move this program. I don't say any of it in a negative way. I say it in a very positive way because I want to see this program be successful. The only other thing I would say is you got to somehow take the negative out of it. you got to find a way to get the negative surrounding this thing out of it. I don't know how you do it. I don't know if you can do it. Okay, but you got to do that because there is a group. There is a negativity like nowhere I've ever coached. I've coached a lot of places. This is the only place. There's a negativity here that any in each up. It's hard to win. Today's game, it's harder to win than it's ever been. And if you got to fight battles around your own program and around your own campus and around your own city, it's hard. It makes it, it, may, makes it very difficult. All, if you want to be, don't be negative. Ask what you can do to help the football program. What can I instead of being negative about the coach or the team? What can I do to help it? How can I bring somebody? Well, come to a game and bring somebody with you. Do that for the next guy. Give him a fighting chance. I wish somebody just like just like our. And I'm not picking on our paper, but I would instead of writing the sarcastic, smart aleck remark articles. Want to call me and ask me, Coach, what can I do to help your football program? We love this city, we love this university, and we love this football program. And we'd love to see it be How can I help it? Instead of running it down all the time, when it doesn't go exactly right, running it down. Do something to help give the next guy a fighting chance. That's what I would ask all of our fans. But, But to our fans, demand that he get a fighting chance or give it up, one or the other. Thank you very much. All right, everybody. So we're still looking. That was Tommy West, and that that is memorable what he said there. As the Hail Mary goes up, he caught it. He caught it. No, he's out. He caught it. He's out. He caught it. He was out. No, he caught it. Oh, my goodness. All right, you guys will know what happened. I think he caught it. I know he's out. Well, anyways, so we want to honor somebody. Dr. Rudd wants to honor somebody in you know, why not honor them? Why not honor them during the basketball season? That's a great time to honor everybody. It's juiced and amped up for basketball. They want to relive. He was out. Every he want they want to relive all the good times. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and honor somebody. So why not just honor the football team from last year? That's the first time ever in Memphis's football history that they finished ranked. Yeah. Let that sink in. Memphis has been playing football for, for a ranked. while. We, we were ranked. Finished the year ranked. Yeah, we were ranked a couple times during Tommy West's era, uh, but never finished the season ranked. Finished the season ranked. And I, let that sink in, man. Finished the season ranked was, in my opinion, and Drew's opinion as well, the best team from the other six, the group of six conferences. I really felt like Memphis should have been in a play in one of the uh, New Year's New Year's Day Bowls, excuse me. New Year's Six. New Year's Six, rather. 
Um, but you know, I didn't get a vote. I'm not on the committee, so I didn't get to put them in there. Um, but no, they were real. They were exceptional last year. Ten and three, first conference championship ever in Memphis football history no, since 1971. Since, excuse me, since 71. Forgive me. We won the Missouri Valley Football Conference, and you're looking at it. Why not just honor them? Wait, I mean, wait you, till you, you, wait till the end of the basketball season and honor that team from 2014. Because December they what, should what, be what in a happens, bowl. What happens? about what I mean? Do you go ahead and honor the 2014 team if the 15 team is better? Yeah. Why can't you? I think you might wait a couple years until four until you honor the 14. I don't think you honor them this year. I think you wait maybe about four or five years down the road. I think, and hopefully four or five years down the road, the program is exactly where it is now, and you can use it as like where it all started, what team started the legacy that is Memphis football. You can do all of that right now, though. Yeah, you I, can think keep, and you can, I think, no, I think you it's got to be a couple people, years down. You can keep people excited about football and about your football program. That's how you build momentum in a football program that, let's face it, just got a little bit last year, mm-hmm. honestly. And so you can say, look, we're going to look back five years from now and what this team was able to do in 2014, we will say that is when Memphis football turned the corner. And you can say that and you can honor them and bring them out during a conference game against Cincinnati, we'll say, mm-hmm. somebody who's projected to be really, really good. SMU also uh, projected to be good in the American or UConn. You bring them out there. You say, hey, look, let's honor greatness at Memphis. They come out on the court at halftime. Fans are already going crazy. The atmosphere will be great at FedEx Forum. The form will be rocking. It gives you that that home court advantage that you need, and to maybe pull off a a huge conference win in season. And then you know you can do a dinner afterwards. You can make a whole week of it, or a whole weekend rather. I do still a, do I, a dinner on Friday, have the game, or do a dinner the day before the game, have the game, have them be honored at the game, and then maybe do uh, something post game. I still think it'd be better four or five years down the road. When once this program, you know, if we if this program stays where it's at, and or even if it doesn't, if it does fall back to um, the where it's been historically, I still think it's four or five years down the road is a good time to start honoring these guys uh, for the greatness that they've done, and you honor uh, Fuente whether he's here or not. Um, Whoa. Depending on how Fuente leaves, I, I I think Fuente leaves. If Fuente if, if Fuente left. Uh, this year, Fuente leaves. Memphis goes under sanctions because of something that happened on Fuente's oh, okay, watch. Okay. Yeah, I mean, something Fuente, like that happened. But Fuente leaves leave. and takes all the recruits with them to go to his dream job. He's, he's from Texas. Let's say, you know, Texas Longhorns are struggling. Let's say the Longhorns job opens up, and he leaves and takes that and takes all the recruits with him. And then they Texas all of a sudden reemerges as a national power. Do do you honor him? Because <laughs> that's basically what John Calipari did. Only as a different sport. I mean, as long as there's no like, as long as we don't have to give back a trophy. Well, that's what I'm saying. Sanctions come in; they have to give back the wins. Yeah, I mean, back if, we, if we have to give everything back, then no, no, screw him. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, as long as everything's clean, you know, he said thanks for the start. Thanks for helping me get my career. I I, I appreciate it. I did everything possible for you. Um, but this is my dream job. This is Texas. I'll be like, well, I understand. I understand. Thank you for giving us some of the best years of football, and we'll see you down the road. 
but it, that everything has to be clean. You can't have any NCAA investigations, no sanctions coming out, no giving back wins, nothing like that. All right, so we'll go on to our last group. Well, we, we said it was people, but honestly it was one person and then two teams that uh, we felt like should be honored. So we talked about the Memphis football team from last year that should be honored. Um, and this next team is near and dear to everybody in Memphis's heart. And it's near and dear to John Calipari's heart as well. Just just honor that team. But not Calipari. Not Calipari. Not, not, not D-Rose. No, everybody but Derrick Rose and John Calipari. I think, I think D-Rose has not been very liked in Memphis, not only just because of, you know, him making us give everything back because he couldn't take his ACT and pass. I mean, it's not that hard to get a 17 on an ACT. And you, you would be surprised. How difficult it is to do that! Right. It, 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 it is. It's and it, there are a plethora of reasons behind it. Now I'll, I'll explain them to you off air. Okay. Well, I, I, another thing back, back to what I was saying. I, I think that rub Memphis fans wrong is that when he gets announced uh, in Chicago, he doesn't say from the University of Memphis. It says from his high school in Chicago. I think that's rubbed some people wrong too. Yeah, he never. He never. He never, never, never really won. claimed Memphis. Didn't embrace. Memphis, it didn't seem like. No. Didn't embrace the city, didn't embrace the university like uh, most Tiger basketball players do and did. And he's always been a Chicago kid. He's always loved. Chicago's mm-hmm. been home. He loves his high school. He loves his city. He probably loves the University of Memphis. I would think that he does. But, you know, it's, it seems like D. Rose used Memphis as a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. And that, that has rubbed Tiger fans the wrong way. And so... And he's a reason why the the ban well not the ban but why the banner came down mm-hmm. and why the wins were vacated, but the wins still happened, and those players from uh, Dorsey on really put in a lot of effort to win. I remember CDR being on that team and some of those great moments that he had. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite moment from that year, Drew? <sighs> favorite moment probably uh, CDR's dunk over Kevin Love. At the Final Four, that was great. Um, but one guy from that team that a lot of people like is isn't as famous. He doesn't get as much credit. Is Antonio Anderson? And if you can recall that Tulsa game at Tulsa that year, um, without Antonio Anderson, we wouldn't have even probably we wouldn't have had those thirty eight wins. We might have finished with thirty seven, but we wouldn't have been able to keep the number one ranking going as long as we did until. That unfortunate loss to number two at the time, Tennessee. Uh, but if you remember that Tulsa game, I think we're down. We're down by one at Tulsa. Five seconds left to go. Antonio Anderson takes the ball all the way down court with, for a layup at the buzzer. I mean, just a great play. Great. That was a great upperclassman mentality to have. Just to know that hey, I can do this. I can take it all the way down. Don't worry anybody. And he was just cool, cool calm, and collective about that. At that moment, and that was probably one of the clutchest moments of that season. Yeah, it was. It was a season full of great moments for the Tigers. That that Chris Douglas Roberts dunk was something serious <laughs> over Mister Love. Um, and so you you honor those those men now who were young men then mm-hmm. for all the effort and all the work they put in, and and that generates excitement about your basketball program as well. Yeah, it's like hey. We did it once. We can do it again. We'll be back. I know, you know, everybody's down some this year, but we'll be back. Don't worry. If we can win 38 games one year, what makes you think we won't be relevant again 
in a couple of years or, or next year or even this year for that matter. So that's just something that, you know, I think Dr. Rudd could could do if he's looking, if he's just got that itch to honor somebody. Just make sure he does not invite John Calipari or Derrick Rose. Say, say team with the understanding that D. Rose and Calipari won't be there. Yeah. And that's that's our list, people. So you can, Dr. Rudd, if you're listening, you can honor. Of course, Dr. Rudd's listening. Coach Tommy West. You can honor the football team, the 2014 football team. Or you can honor the 2007-2008 men's basketball team minus D. Rose, who probably can't show up anyway because mm-hmm. he's in the NBA playing, and Coach Cal, who <laughs> it's too soon to honor him I right ju- now. I just thought about this little wild card. Uh, probably one of my favorite Tigers. He's been in the M Club Hall of Fame, uh, but Rodney Carney. Love him. One of my favorite Memphis Tiger, My actual favorite Memphis Tiger basketball player of all time. I'd love to see they honor Rodney Carney in halftime show highlight reel. So we'll throw that fourth one out there. All right, there you go, Dr. Rudd. Drew, where can the people listen to you? Uh, you can listen to me every Tuesday and Thursday on WMRU 92, the Jazz Lover, on the sports desk from 835 to 9 o'clock with Jacob Wilson and JT Mullins for the best college perspective in sports. Also, if you're on campus on Wednesdays, be sure to pick up a helmsman. I'll have an article in there uh, from a variety of topics. And you can follow me on Twitter at dbarrett36. Follow me on Instagram at dbarrett1236. Thank you guys so much for listening. For Drew, I'm CJ. We'll talk to you next time. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Are you one of many Memphis area residents who suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weekday nights looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about trivia with Kevin Cerrito. Well, actually, that would be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play trivia with Kevin Cerrito. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like, featuring unique weekly themes including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. Come see for yourself while Paul Ryburn's journal calls Kevin Cerrito, quote, a trivia master. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. Trivia with Kevin Cerrito is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Warning, side effects may include weight prizes, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play trivia with Kevin Cerrito in Overton Square at Swine House every Monday night from 8 to 10 on Broad Avenue at the Rec Room every Every Tuesday night from 8 to 10. Downtown at Tampa Tap. Every Wednesday night from 7 to 9. And on South Main at the Green Beetle every Thursday night from 8 to 10.